Oh, hello, Ophir Eisenberg from NPR's Ask Me Another. How are you? Hi, Jonathan Colton. I'm hot. It's so hot out. It's a heat wave that never ends. Yeah, I know. Ugh, and one of our air conditioners broke. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yep. So I'm back to uh, just uh, putting my T-shirt in freezing cold water and wearing it till it dries. Right. A bowl of ice in front of a fan. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. A little rag around your neck. It's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's a good feeling. Nothing makes you feel more like more on top of the world than having a, a wet rag around your neck. <laughs> look at us. Look at us doing great. Look, look at us now. I'm doing great, actually. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Also, it smells bad. New York City is not a. It's a. a people don't know this who haven't visited New York City at the height of summer, but the the amount and and variation of smells on the sidewalk is crazy. Truly stunning. So one upside of masks, uh, I don't know if your masks have that little pocket in them where you can put a little filter in it. No, I just, have, I just have a regular uh, cotton cloth uh, Yeah, situation. a few of the ones that uh, I have have that little pocket in it. And so I just take one of those um, pine tree car air fresheners and stuff it in there. <laughs> so when you're walking down the street, you just feel like the experience yeah. of being in a new car. A couple of drops of lemon oil. <laughs> A slice of lemon and a slice of cucumber, so for a little, got, little got, spa got feeling. Got some lavender. Yeah, I got a little eucalyptus. I got some uh-huh. lavender. That's some what barbecue that sauce. For. Some barbecue sauce and some pork. <laughs> if you want to feel like you're at a barbecue, you could create your whole world in that pocket. Yeah. In fact, I have prepared a special version of the theme that has a, a scent added. Uh, so, our listeners, let us know if you can smell this. Here we go. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and spooning with your air conditioner. Ask me another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Mm, Cilantro. Interesting choice. Very divisive. (laughs) The thing is, it's different for everybody. That's the beauty. (laughs) No need to spend five bucks in a cold brew, people, because today's show is full of high-energy guests who are going to wake you right up. Later, I'll talk to the band Haim about playing music at delis across the country. Plus, Greta Teitelman from Los Spookies plays games with comedian Benito Skinner. But first, two very funny comics, Aaron Foley and Arden Marine. Let's play some games. So excited, comedians I've known for a while, and here right now, Arden Marine and Aaron Foley. Hello. Hi. Hello, Ophira. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Uh, Aaron, where where are you? I'm in a closet. <laughs> I'm back in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now straight again. Right. Um, this is day one of the Zoom we got here like a week ago, so clearly I need to take my Zoom game up a notch, but right now no. I'm in the other bedroom while uh, my partner's on like a, a work call, but I can't ask her to lower her volume because she's actually employed and I'm doing a game, <laughs> a, a live trivia game. So I'm hiding in the other bedroom. Yep. And Arden, you yep. are your apartment, I assume, your house? This is this is my house. This is my garage that I've turned into a podcast studio. Look at this beautiful wallpaper. I was going to say, I love that wallpaper. Is it Whimsical, horses? I would say. It's it's elephants, and uh, it's actually fabric. It's soundproofing. <gasps> it's awesome. Can I be um, so gross right now? Sure. I just want to say... I have a book coming out. Oh, yeah. I wrote a book. I was just going to ask you about it. I was just going to. I'm glad you brought it up. It is in the frame. I'm so gross, but I'm doing it because, guys, I've never written a book, and it's coming out during a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, Can't go do stand-up shows. Can't tour. Not doing any reading. This is is the only promo this book is going to get. But it's great because you actually have the book. You're holding it up, so you have the actual physical product, a memoir called Little Miss... Little, Little Miss Little Compton. I'm from a town called Little Compton. I will say it's not actually the book. The book oh, is blank. Oh, it's blank inside. Good trick. Good Arden, you forgot to write any words in the book. 
it almost feel like they were like, let's do, let's let her feel like she wrote a book, and we'll print it. We'll go to Kinko's and print up a PDF of a cute cover yeah. and put it on a journal. And then later they're gonna they're gonna just say, yeah, it's totally in stores. It absolutely is in stores. <laughs> no, you can pre-order wherever books are sold. It's a comedic memoir. Um, I'm the product of two hasty decisions. My grandparents married after knowing each other for one day. They ran off and got married. Whoa. Wow. And then my parents were co-workers and um, in a, sort of a weird bid to get more vacation time, they never dated and they got married on a dare and they stayed married for 50 years. Well, let's be honest. Isn't every marriage a bit of a dare? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a dare. We were daring our parents to split up the entire time. <laughs> I mean, the vows, the vows do sound like a dare. It's like, do you? And it's like, well, do yeah. you? Do you? Do you? Okay. Yeah, it's like, who's going to bet? It's full chicken. All right. Well, we'll find out. Anyone else want to get involved? No? Fine. Yes. That's You're why they say, right. does anybody else, yeah. you know, have anything to say? And they're like, double dare. Yes. Try to raise a child. I dare you to stop this marriage. Now, Erin, you host a podcast called Sports Without Balls. Yeah, she does. I want you to know, Erin Foley, that I watched the Michael Jordan documentary just for you. Did you watch it? Oh, I, I think I've watched it twice now. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, please, don't even kidding yourself. The Pistons, they're dirty fighters. I know that now. The Detroit Pistons? Malice in the rough. Palace. I don't, I, he played rough. I don't understand what you guys are saying. This is the most Arden has ever spoken to me about sports, and I just never wanted to end. This is yeah. I've known, we've known each other forever. Carl Malone, why'd he get MVP? It should have been Jordan. <laughs> oh my God! Great, I Research. you are killing it right now, Research. Arden. Okay, you know what? Perfect segue. Thank you, Arden, because we are going to do a game about. Great. Sports, Jordan. Sports. Great. I know Aaron that you're a sports fan because your podcast is called Sports Without Balls. Arden, I had no idea that you knew so much about sports, so this is going to be a really nothing. even competition. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so in this game, Jonathan and I are going to pretend to be play-by-play -play announcers, uh, and you just have to guess what sports we're announcing. Good luck, Aaron, even though you're playing against me. <laughs> I refuse to lose. <laughs> I refuse to win, so it's a, it works out yeah, for everybody. <laughs> All right, Aaron. It's the fourth day of this test match, and England's up with their first innings. Oh, that's quite the Dusra from the bowler, but it's a lofted drive to the boundary. A Dorothy Dix by the batsman. Cricket. That is right. Great. Uh, the Dusra, I believe I said that correctly, is the spin equivalent of the googly, so that clears up what that means. Mm -hmm. The bowler is the term for the player on the fielding side who bowls to the batsman. And a Dorothy Dix is, of course, an Australian rhyming slang term for a hit for six. Has anybody ever watched a, a cricket match or tried to get into cricket at all? I mean, it's a beloved sport across oh, the I'm in. across the world. I have I have watched it yeah. once live because I was traveling to Australia and they wanted to take me to a cricket match. Great! So I went was to it fun? a dream. It was fun. I did. You know, I was um, an inexperienced audience member, so I didn't know how you were supposed to react. So I came in with the enthusiasm of a North American sports fan. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, wow! Yeah. And, like, and they were like, Boo. no. Number two, you suck! <laughs> Give me a Dorothy Dix or I'll stick this bat up your butt. You call that a Dorothy Dix? Please. I'll give you a Dorothy Dix when you're not looking. Yeah. Okay, my grandmother could Dorothy Dix that better than you. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. All right, Arden, here's one for you. Okay, Jonathan. Just three kilometers to go in this climbing stage on the Col de Marie Blanc. All Thomas has to do is maintain his pace and he will hold on to that yellow jersey. But look, Bernal. Bernal is leading a breakaway of three from the peloton. Can he hold his lead? And yes, Bernal clinches the king of the mountain jersey. All right. Well, what I think you're doing is not a peloton, but like a Zwift Tour de France race. Mm. It is absolutely a Tour de France race. That's correct. Yeah. Thank you so much. There we go. Okay. Well done. The King of the Mountain jersey is a white jersey with red polka dots and is awarded to the rider who does the best in the climbing stages. They get like a rash jersey. Looks like they have a rash. <laughs> I want to be King of the Mountain and have a rash. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is so fun. All right, Aaron. 
We are witnessing some true chess on ice tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant throws and sweeping by the Canadian team who executed perfectly on the skip stones placement strategy. The Americans have the hammer, but it will take a miracle to get anywhere near the button. I'm going to go with curling? You're going to go with correct. I didn't know some of those terms. Uh, the skip, that you know that one, that's yep. the team captain. And the hammer is the final stone throw at the end. Okay. And the button is just the center of the ring in the scoring area. Great. All right, this is going to be the last question. Arden, this is for you. Great, I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. Terrifying. Just look at this scrum. With a devastating pack weight of 900 kilograms, New Zealand is overpowering the American team. The hooker easily finds the ball, passing it to the outside center. There's a cheeky pass to the inside center. He's made it to the end goal. It's New Zealand 5, the American team nil. Well, I heard hooker, but I can't say that on NPR. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go polo. <laughs> You're laughing at me? Excuse you? Did you just laugh at me? Yeah, she's Rugby. definitely yeah, laughing Aaron at laughed you. at you. She's Rugby. mocking no, you. No, I'm laughing with America. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby. Rugby. Rugby is correct. Thank Absolutely you. Correct. I did that as obviously as rugby. I would never say polo. No, you were telling like, a joke. laughter is with you. I laughed with you at my own You're first You're a comedian guess. telling a joke, that's all. I love a cheeky pass in polo, though. I do think that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of cheeky passes <laughs> I feel in like polo. Prince Harry does that. Yeah. He's cheeky. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the fun cheekiest royal. polo player. He's the cheeky it, uh, Yeah, royal. it happens after the game, too, a cheeky mm -hmm. pass. Also, yeah. there's tons of ho hookers that play polo. So. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a bad guess at all. Yeah, thank that's you. True. Thank that's you. right. All the hookers at, at polo matches yeah. are watching. In Pretty Woman, there was a whole thing. when She was talking to George Costanza, that's right. and he gave her like an unsolicited solicited shoulder massage and she was in her brown and white polka dot outfit With the that hat she said on. big mistake huge she got it after that her trip to Rodeo Drive all good <laughs> by the way the hooker is a rugby position <laughs> after the break we'll challenge Aaron and Arden to a music parody game plus I'll ask comedians Greta Teitelman and Benito Skinner what's your sign I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit betterhelp.com ask to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Verbo. Summer is here and vacation is just a drive away. Search thousands of nearby vacation rentals on Verbo to find your family a private home all to yourselves, where you can spread out, chill out, and feel that vacation feeling again together. Book the home that makes the vacation. Download the Verbo app, that's V-R-B-O. A Minneapolis business owner's daughter is called out publicly for racist, anti-black tweets fighting to save his business and trying to make amends, he calls on a prominent black Muslim leader for help. He's an Arab Muslim. And I said, Brother Makram, I'm here to learn. Tell me what to do. To hear what happens next, listen to Code Switch from NPR. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and spending hours throwing a miniature ball at a toy basketball hoop, because what else is there to do? I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. We're playing games with comedians Aaron Foley and Arden Marine. Okay, are you two ready for another one? I love yes. games. I could do this all day. I could do this all day, too. <laughs> Uh, so you should feel extra uh, psyched right now because your next challenge is a music parody game. Jonathan Colton is going to be playing live for you, uh, and Great. it's inspired by the band The Doors. Aaron's favorite. Wow. Everybody's favorite <laughs> oh band. Oh, my God. Everybody. The, the times I have danced the night away to The Doors. I mean, I mean the poetry. Aaron's the poetry. Favorite. One of the most favorite. important rock bands in music history. 
The Doors. Yep. We took songs by The Doors and changed the lyrics to make them about famous doors from movies. Great. Okay. Love it. So let me say this. To earn full credit for these questions, you can provide me with one of the following pieces of information. You can tell me the movie that I'm singing about. The Doors. <laughs> <laughs> or the name of the Doors song that I am parodying. So you're going to okay. do really great in this game, for sure. Should be perfect. Uh, and we're going to go back and forth. So this one is okay. for you, Arden. Only a moment Till that stone door makes me flat I've got my whip But I can't leave here without that Iconic hat Okay, yeah. the artist is the doors. Artist is the yep. doors, that's correct. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to go iconic hat. You need an iconic let me, let me paint hat. The, let me paint the word picture for you. A stone mm-hmm. door is coming down. Uh, there's a character on screen. who's He has his whip, but he does not have his iconic. Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's right. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is what we were looking for. But you are correct. Song is. I want to love come you. On, come on, it's, come on, come on, come on now. Come on, go touch me, baby. Yeah, touch me. That's there right. You, go. you got it. There we go. Yep. Thank you. Clean sweep. Right, that's what it's called? That's what it's called. It's called touch me. On the nose. On I love the nose. It. Yeah, they, right. On the nose. The one thing you could say about the doors, they were always on the nose. <laughs> this is exciting. Thank you. Easy, for Val Kilmer. Right? <laughs> that was so that's what oh I know he about was, the doors. He was so hot in uh-huh. Top Gun. Uh, yeah. Iceman. Iceman. And then and then the doors. Yeah. And then the doors. And then the doors. Which was Great. filmed, they were filmed back to back, right? In back time. to back. Back to back. Yeah. Nobody hotter than him on that oh, yeah. in that volleyball scene. That's true. Oh, that's true. Completely. <laughs> All right, Aaron, here's one okay. for you. The sign on this green door's untrue. We rang the doorbell anyway. We had to kill a witch or two, and Kansas is so far away. I mean, not fair. <laughs> uh, Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz, that's right. Come on, baby, light my fire? Absolutely. Nail it. Arden's was so much harder. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it was, it was. Well, it's you true. know, they're all yeah. over the place. They're all over. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right, Arden, here's one for you. <laughs> I'm home. And when I reach the door to my place, I see the knocker kind of looks like a face. It looks a lot like Jacob Marley who died. He helps me find the Christmas spirit inside. I, it's it's the Christmas story, Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, that's right. And that is, hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? That is exactly right. Another, yeah, another clean Arden. sweep. You guys are killing this game. And is that what it's called? It's called Hello, I Love You. Again, on the nose. It's again, they, very they, they on the they nose. Don't, yep. They don't branch out. They didn't, Goodbye, they didn't work so I hard. hate you, I hate your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one. It's for you, Aaron. Well, a hotel haunts me. Gonna shout, here's Johnny. Feeling murderous. Gonna take an axe and smash this bathroom door. I appreciate, as a twin, you not going with the twin uh, yes. reference there. Yeah, uh, I can imagine that was your right. entire life. I mean, lot, red rum, yeah. red really rum. T- really touchy subject for Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Very touchy, in fact. Good night, everybody. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> the, the, the Shining. The Shining is correct. That's right. And the song is called... Good good day. Good day. Good <laughs> day to you, sir, <laughs> by the close. doors. I have no idea what the it's song is. It's called Love Her Madly. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. I love her madly as I'm walking out the door. The right. Line come. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Great game, you two. You know everything about doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I majored in in college. Everything, everything's led to this moment. Uh, oh my goodness, you uh, you have totally lifted me up. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you so much, Arden. <laughs> Thank you. It's such a pleasure. Oh, Thank you're you the best. Thank you and Jonathan. Awesome. Thank you, guys. 
Aaron Foley hosts the podcast Sports Without Balls, and Arden Marine's forthcoming memoir is called Little Miss Compton. Our next two comedian contestants are on the line from the show Los Spookies. It's Greta Teitelman and from all over social media, comedian Benito Skinner. Hello. 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 Do you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? Stunning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Music and comedy, they yeah. can go together. <laughs> yeah, <guess that. laughs> you know, just thinking about like what people are putting out there in terms of comedy right now as two comedians who do a lot of impressions and characters gotta say it's one thing that translates well the tricky thing is like finding any inspiration mm-hmm. during this time that's not right. completely about this time yeah i've needed to take a little sabbatical from mm-hmm. instagram myself because first of all there are way more important things happening in yeah. our world yes. currently i have not found it in me yet. Like, I am not feeling very funny on that platform. Oh, I've been digging into the old archives. I'm, like, ripping through my notes <laughs> yeah. of, like, what's an idea I came up with, like, four years ago? Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> so I feel like that has been nice to kind of, you know... See yeah, no, that is nice that to go back to yeah, repurpose. I'm like, I'm like, wait, this was kind of funny, I guess. This has a few jokes. <laughs> well, I got a I text... Don't. I got a text from my manager on... Oh my God, Monday? brag. I have to bring up my brag, manager. Brag, you know I have to bring brag. Brag away, right bring now. up the manager. <laughs> and she was like, hey, just checking in on you. Like, you didn't really post anything all weekend. And I was like, that, I sh- probably should be embarrassed. Wow. Like that. Okay, but wow. that's your, but that is Wait, but you can't even take platform. a weekend off? It's totally, that's... yeah, no, I know, right? I was like, I, yes, I, I smoked weed and watched Avatar this weekend. Right. She caught me. <laughs> like, I didn't have anything to post. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a couple great games for you. Uh, okay. Do you guys want to play some games? You want to play some yes, games? we love games. <laughs> so actually, before we just jump into it, Benito, I mm-hmm. watched and very much enjoyed your astrology, the different signs of the Zodiac, and oh, how thank they are you. reacting to quarantine. Mm-hmm. Greta, are you into astrology? Of course I'm into astrology, you yeah. know? I mean, I live in LA. Right. I My mom's dead. It's like, what are my options, you know? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what sign are you, Benito? I'm Scorpio. Interesting. Greta, what sign are you? I'm an Aries. Okay, so this is going to work out great. Okay. Great. Because this quiz is called Zodiac Buds. We're going to give you a list of three people. Okay. Your goal is to figure out which two of them have the same astrological sign. Oh, we're going to nail oh, this. Yeah. We're going to nail yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Jonathan, okay. are you a Libra? I am not a Libra. Taurus. You, you what makes me seem a like a Libra? Sign. Is it the beer Taurus? What are you, Cancer? No. Wait. Are you Virgo? I'll freak. Not not Virgo. I would have broken the mic if he was Virgo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wait, you can't be. Are you a Sagittarius? No, he's not. I am a Sagittarius. <laughs> okay, Sag that is. Sag to me are sleeper signs, though. They are. And Britney Spears. Yeah. Nicki Minaj. Yep. Miley Cyrus. Power. Mm. Great company. Oh, by the way, the definitive authority we're using on the topic of astrology is Allure magazine. Mm. Yeah. Well, they are. It is kind of Webster's Dictionary. That's science. Yeah. Yeah, Right? And as an extra hint, if you need one, we'll tell you one other thing the correct people have in common. Okay. 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 Which two of these actors are Libras who strive to create equilibrium and balance, as you know, Mm -hmm. and have never won an Oscar? Viggo Mortensen, Denzel Washington, Sigourney Weaver. I already know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Greta. I believe it's Sigourney and Denzel. Interesting. Denzel has an Oscar. Denzel has an Oscar? I thought Vigo has an Oscar. What did Vigo win? Didn't Vigo win an Oscar for a history of violence? Oh, he might have. Does Denzel? No, Denzel has Denzel an Oscar. I don't think Denzel has an Oscar. Or maybe Denzel, Denzel has an Oscar has an for Oscar. Training Day. Yeah. So then it's Vigo and Sigourney. That's correct. Yeah. Both Libras have never won an Oscar. Denzel won for the movies Training Day and Glory. Yeah. Okay, let's try this one. Which two of these people are vivacious, theatrical, and passionate Leos and have won the Nobel Prize? The man who discovered penicillin, Sir Alexander Fleming, Bill Gates, Barack Obama. 
Okay. I know I, because Barack's not a Leo. Yeah. So the other two. And I know because Barack hasn't won a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Actually. What? Sorry, or has he? Is Barack, uh, has Barack won a Nobel Prize? <laughs> and he's a Leo? Yes, it yes. Why well, I oughta. Wait, hold on. Barack Obama. Is a Leo. Mm-hmm. Is a, a Leo. Leo. Yeah. That's hot. And Benito, Bill Gates is a Scorpio. And you know what? Bill Gates does have Scorpion vibes. <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah. Totally makes sense. <laughs> okay, wait. Give us another one. We can't end on that. I'm no, no. Okay. Yeah. Which of these two artists are empathetic and compassionate Pisces and okay. reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100? Well, we know the Hot 100. I know. I, if yeah. it's Pisces and it's Hot 100, baby, one of yeah, these is going to be Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> Rihanna. Yeah. Missy Elliott. Carrie Underwood. Okay. Well, okay, we're going Rihanna with is Rihanna. a Pisces 100%. and number one. Okay, but and I also think it's Carrie. Yeah, Missy Misdemeanor is not... Wait, but Missy Misdemeanor feels a little Pisces to me. She does feel Pisces, but she also feels like Leo to me. Carrie Underwood feels like Sagittarius, and she's like, I'm, I'm just... just but you know it's that song that that's we're talking a, about. Yeah, but that's a Scorpio <laughs> moment. That is, because that's divisive and that's psychotic. And psychotic. Yeah. I'm going to go with Ree and Carrie. We're going to be Are you split. really? Wait, I'm so stressed by that. No, can we talk for a bit? Why, why do you I'm think stressed. it's Missy? I just, for some crazy little reason, I just feel like Carrie would never get me the right answer. Okay, so our final answer is Missy and Ree. Yeah. Okay, well, you know you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's Carrie. <laughs> First of all, Missy Elliott has never had a number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Well, that it, is called yes. She's reached number two, <laughs> but never number one. If, you, if anyone takes anything away from this, just yeah. that. That's disgusting. That's insane. That's yeah. really insane. Uh, That actually ruined <laughs> that feels my Yeah, I was going to say, my week sure. is and toast. She's a yeah. cancer. Oh, she's a cancer. You just want to, I want to be around Missy. Same. She feels safe Which to me. I should have known because I'm a Scorpio. So, of course, Missy Misdemeanor is a cancer. Yeah. Yeah. See, just like real horoscopes, everything makes sense in hindsight. (laughs) You both did amazing. And you brought so much more knowledge to this game than we could have ever expected. That's what we wanted to do. Thank you. That's what we did. That was our ultimate goal. Greta Benito, would you like to play another game? Yes. Absolutely. So... This game is about uh, teaching and teachers. Of course, it used to be that actors would portray teachers on screen. Now every teacher also gets to portray themselves on screen. Mm -hmm. So in this game, we're going to play you a clip of a fictional teacher in Mm -hmm. a television series or movie asking their class a question. And Mm -hmm. your job is to identify the movie or television show it's from. Okay. Okay. For whatever reason, if you need hints, I also have multiple choice possibilities for you. Okay. Greta, this first one is for you. We're in Harvard Law with our classmate, Reese Witherspoon. The law is reason free from passion. Does anyone know who spoke those immortal words? If you would don't you like this, Greta, I would you like multiple actually... choice? Yeah, I would like multiple choice. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, I need multiple choice. <laughs> is it A, Francis Bacon, B, Aristotle, or C, Salino and Barnes? I believe it's Aristotle. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember in the grad speech in the words? Oh yeah, Aristotle. And Aristotle, and that was Legally Blonde. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. It, yeah. And literally, it's the only reason I know that. That like I I remember like in high school being asked, and I was like Aristotle. <laughs> because like, the reason I know of Aristotle is, is Legally Blonde. Of Woods. Yeah. So, yeah. It's because of Miss L. Woods. Okay, Benito. Here is Morgan Freeman with a history lesson. It's all right, the Magna Carta. It was a document guaranteeing rights, but the rights of whom? Okay. So okay, was it A, to... peasants, yeah. B, the aristocracy, or C, cruise ships? I don't know. I think we can give them the movie. Can we give them the movie? Yeah. yeah. The movie yeah. is Lean on Me. I'm going to say aristocracy. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. correct. Yeah. I was going to say it... Magna, Magna Carta, Magna Yeah, Big. I'm like, that feels like, yeah. yeah, it's definitely not cruise ships. I had a completely different movie that was from in my head. <laughs> okay, Greta. Mm-hmm. We're back in high school with a superhero who's also on the academic decathlon team. It's a 2017 Marvel movie. Let's move to the next question. What is the heaviest naturally occurring element? 
I don't know. Do I would you like? Know? Unfortunately, I do know this one because I only know yours. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> can, she, can she phone do you a friend? Want the multiple choice? Yeah, I'll take the multiple choice. Okay, so the question you're answering is, what is the heaviest naturally occurring element in the movie? Is the answer A, uranium, B, hydrogen, or C, your groceries? I'm going to go with uranium because... Right, yes, uranium mm -hmm. is it's Marvel. Because it's Marvel. It's Marvel. And if it's a Marvel movie and a high school student is a hero... You know this. How have I, oh, oh, duh, it's Spider-Man. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Peter Parker. Yeah. I was like, Peter Parker. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Spider Man Homecoming is the mm -hmm. uh, the particular movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. I also want everyone to know Tom Holland's Instagram handle is Tom Holland 2013. Mm. Is that not the straightest <laughs> thing you yeah. have ever awesome. heard in your 2013, life? 2013, because that's when Tom that's Holland when he got, got on. He was yeah. like, oh, 2013. Yeah. Oh, I, like, I thought like he, actually, like he didn't even think about it. He like reversed the password and the username. <laughs> Yeah. No, I bet his password's like Spider-Man. You know, like Spidey. Spidey. All right, Benito, this is the last question, and it is for you. This is a question from the best science teacher ever, Walter White. Chemistry. It is the study of what? Anyone? Are you giving me multiple choice? I'm absolutely giving you multiple choice. Is it Obsessed. A, okay. matter, okay. B, life, or C, mm -hmm. swiping right? You know what it is. I believe it is matter. It is absolutely matter. You are bad. correct. Breaking yeah. bad. You got okay. it. You got yeah. them both. You guys did great. Thank God I got one. You did yeah. it. Thank you so much for joining us. It was heaven. Thank you so much for having us. Mm -hmm. We loved every little second. That was comedians Greta Teitelman and Benito Skinner. Coming up, I am thrilled to chat with Danielle, Este, and Alana from the band Haim. And this may come as a shock, but I am a secret fourth Haim sister. Please, no questions at this time. Thank you. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Walton Family Foundation, where opportunity takes root. More information is available at waltonfamilyfoundation.org. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, developing solutions to support strong families and communities to help ensure a brighter future for America's children. More information is available at aecf.org. I'm Jen White, the new host of NPR's 1A, a daily show that asks America what it wants to be. Hear from people across the country, listeners like you, with conversations for the relentlessly curious on the issues that matter most. Join me next time on 1A from NPR and WAMU. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thanks, Jonathan. We have three special guests today. They're sisters, Danielle Esty and Alana Hayim. Together, they form the band Hayim. Every time I think that I've been taking the steps, you end up mad at me for making a mess. I can't understand what you don't understand. Danielle, Esty, Alana, welcome to Ask Me Another. Hi. Hi. We're so stoked to be here. I'm so happy it worked out. Yeah. Esty, I know that obviously you are in a family band, but all of you got your start in a family band with your parents before you were Haim. Yes. You were Rockenheim. Yeah, Rockenheim, no G. <laughs> yeah. So, and you were you were all very little. Like, did your parents? Was this your parents' idea? Or did they sit you down and go, "Here's what's happening. We're starting a band." Kind of. I think my, you know, our parents had played music with us. Like, aside from having a band, just when we were growing up, our dad taught us how to play drums from the time we could like hold our head up. Yeah. And we could hold drumsticks, you know. 
And obviously as a little kid, like playing drums is like maybe the most fun thing you could possibly do. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then our mom taught us how to play guitar. Again, when our fingers could push on the strings hard enough. We were really lucky. We have really, really awesome, creative, hippy-dippy parents that just wanted us to be creative all the time. Our mom was an art teacher. You know, our dad was a musician like his whole life. And then one day, it kind of reminds me of like that scene in Selena where... Selena's dad just comes home with like a bunch of used instruments and is just like, we're going to have a band together. And that's literally what happened to us. My dad went to a yard sale in Barstow, which is like a hundred miles away from the valley where we grew up. And he drove because there were some really cheap instruments that he wanted to buy. And he came home one day and was like, Danielle, like he he says that he like got the instruments because they were light. Like that's how he could tell if they were good or not was like, yeah, I was like, oh, this one feels like a 10 year old could hold this, you know? (laughs) We also were not good. Like we, my, we were okay. We were not good as he's being nice. Like we were really not (laughs) good. We were okay. We sucked. (laughs) Rockenheim started when I was four. So I could only really pick up drum sticks at that point. And for me, I feel like looking back, I thought, wow, we were so amazing. I have like this very like rose-colored glasses kind of vision about Rockenheim, like how we were like the best band of all time. And and my parents sent us some old videos of like, From, like our gigs at like a charity gi- <laughs> event. And we were yeah. awful. Like I everyone in the audience like <laughs> deserves a medal for like supporting us during that time because we were I mean it was bad. Are you telling me when you were four years old, you were not in the greatest band of all time? I was not in Come the on. greatest band. I, In my mind, I was. In my mind, I was playing MSG. So what happened? Obviously, now you are a sister band. So what was the day when you had to say to your parents, you know? <laughs> there was <laughs> never a day where we all three, like, met in my childhood bedroom. And we were like, you guys, it's time. Right. Like, we got to cut mom and dad out of the band. I was nearing the end of high school. And... I had this inclination to want to stay in LA and just try and play music. And so I think at that point, I kind of wrote my sisters and I was like, you know what, we should really start a band and and start actually writing music. With our parents, we never wrote, my parents were not songwriters. They never wrote music. So we were just playing covers of songs that they grew up on and songs that they loved. So they didn't know how to write songs. They just encouraged us to. And we just decided, let's try to gig around town and see what happens. And we did that for five years until we got signed. And when you're starting to learn how to write music, Alana, I think that I read that you would transcribe classic rock songs and yeah, hits that your parents. It was like to. I mean, this was before iTunes and Spotify and Apple Music, right. and we just had the radio or YouTube I mean, or YouTube, yeah. So and I don't even think we really understood how to read tabs. Like I feel like no, that was we just couldn't not, read tabs. We didn't really we know like, what anything. tabs were. So we would just tape songs off of K-Earth 101, which was the kind of, you know, oldie station in L.A. And then we would just literally try to figure them out on guitar and then also try yeah. to transcribe the lyrics. So we were, would sing, like, <laughs> totally wrong lyrics to these kind of old, <laughs> old songs. <laughs> but it was a super important process for us, though, because that's really how we learned how to write songs. We had to listen. And once you transcribe a couple of songs, you realize there's... A, B, there's a blueprint. Like, there's a blueprint there's a on blueprint. how to write songs, and it was a super important process. And your first gig ever as a family band was at Cantor's Deli, which is a famous deli in Los Angeles. Uh, now, was that the kind of thing like you knew them? Did you know the people no. at the deli? Did you guys go we, there? We went well, there. No. We went there, yeah, as a family. Yeah. We had heard that there was this music scene that was happening at Canners, and I think my dad had heard about it. And I think he went to the owners and was like, I have a band. I don't think he told them that it was a band with his children. I think he just said, I have this band, like, would be great. (laughs) It was like, they gave us, like, the slowest night at the kibitz room. And there was, like, two people in the audience. And I think, like, two of my parents' friends. Yeah. It was great. It was great. And that was our first gig. And we had deli food after. We, like, all had matzo ball soup after. It It was cool. I want to play a song off your new album, Women in Music Part 3. This is called The Man from the Magazine. Man from the magazine, what did you see? Do you make the same thing? 
question is that What did you really want me to say back? What's going on behind those dark glasses? Is this what you think? And in the next verse, you sing about going to a guitar store and the man working there is not taking you seriously as a musician. Yeah, I mean, those were just two experiences that we kind of dealt with. Or, I mean, you know, Esty... Of the, of the million that we've experienced. <laughs> I mean, we right. would get asked, like, every interview... Well, first of all, asked, like, what's it like to be a woman in music? And then the next thing would be like, well, do you want to share some of your experiences? So... You know, after a while, we were just like, you know what, why don't we put it in a song so everyone can just hear, like, just the tip of the iceberg. But, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, the first verse is speaking to an experience that we had when we were first kind of starting out in an interview question that we got about the faces Esty makes on stage and if she makes those same faces in bed. And that, you know, I don't, again, Esty, maybe you want to speak about the experience, but we were all just kind of stunned and didn't know what to do and felt super uncomfortable, but also didn't want to make it awkward. And looking back, you know, we should have been like, excuse, like what, like, n- like, no, next question. I think we just didn't know how to. Or we should have just left the interview. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And, you know, the, the beauty, though, is that, like, that happened and it will never happen again. And, you know, I've since then gotten some pretty outrageous, weird questions as well, but now I know how to answer. And I also have Danielle and Alana to step in and also be like, next question. Yeah, this, this is, is where, where we, we stop the interview yeah. and this is where we move on. So yeah. it happened, it happened exactly. not but like a month ago when we were, you know, we were doing promo for the record and someone, a male rock journalist, asked me who played that funky bass line on 3 a.m. The assumption, of course, is that yeah. we don't play our instruments. Yeah. <laughs> don't play our who, instruments. No, Who writes your songs not. and plays your instruments? You gotta, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, of course, I I'm gonna try to make it as clear as possible. I <laughs> I played bass on that song, and every song on the record, and every song on the record before that, and the record before that, and I play everything live. And that also goes back to like the second verse in Man from the Magazine. You know, Danielle sings about, "Hey, girl, why don't you play a few bars?" You know, show like show me that you deserve to go up the level to the vintage guitar section at a music shop conglomerate that I, that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> right, right. Everything from that, from like, oh, like, oh, so your your boyfriend likes Fenders? The list goes on and on. The list goes on and on. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. The amount of times I've been on a show as a stand-up and I've walked in, I've been basically assumed that I'm either there because my boyfriend is performing or, you know, that I'm applying to be waitstaff. Ugh, <laughs> unbelievable. So obviously, you know, you were going to tour and you decided that you wanted to do it in delis. Yeah, we had this crazy idea. Where we were like, why don't we like we we want to play, but we don't really want to play in venues. Like, we want to ha- do something like cool and like be closer to our fans. And I forget which one of us had the idea, but we were like, oh, maybe we should play in delis. And I literally went on Instagram, the power of social media, and I put up a video saying like, hey, are there any deli owners that follow us? <laughs> Looking for deli owners. Yeah, and. So many people were confused. (laughs) So I got so many messages from people being like, are you guys like trying to start a deli? Like, is like music really not working for you guys? Like you need, you need to like start a deli now. Like, and I was like, no, we don't want to start a deli. Like we just want to play in your deli. And we lined up so many amazing delis and we wanted to go and do some in the UK and we wanted to go do some in Australia. And then of course, after the second Delhi stop COVID hit and we had to go home but um it was so fun playing those first two shows it was really it was the coolest thing ever like to see all of our fans like eating a pastrami Reuben while we play <laughs> while we play like the wire was like the best thing I've ever seen ever I like actually felt like I was at like a family function like I felt like a family birthday because that's how we celebrate our family oh, birthdays yeah. is getting that big platter of deli meat and cheese yeah it was awesome and yeah I can't wait I mean the deli tour is not dead the deli tour will commence <laughs> So we have a great game for you. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. So clearly you're all skilled musicians. You all 
play the drums, because you were talking about that was the first instrument thrown into your hands at the age of four or so, sitting on your dad's lap with the uh, kit set up in your family living room. Do you individually have drum kits in your Danielle has a drum kit. You have a drum kit in the studio. <laughs> yeah, ah, drum right there. Look at nice. that. Nice. Estee just pulled one into the frame. <laughs> Amazing. My snare drum. <laughs> okay. So for your Ask Me Another Challenge, we'll play you a clip of the drums from a very famous song. You just need to tell us the name of the song or the artist who performed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm ready excited. For the game. I'm so ready. All right, Alana, this one is for you. Oh. Lance, you know this. I, oh, I thought I'm, I'm waiting for it to end. No, I know it. Esty, the listeners are also playing, okay? The listeners are playing as well. You have to oh. give them time. Okay, okay, okay. Alana, what, what do you think the answer is? It's the Beatles. That's right. The song? Oh my gosh, the song, shoot me. Um, Lance, you know it. I know. I'm. You guys. I haven't had my it's coffee okay. yet. <laughs> I no no. I it, know it's it. a lot. We're putting you on the no, spot. She's singing through it. All right. She's got to sing through the chorus. Okay, okay. sing yeah. through it. Come together, duh. There That's right. You go. That's right. <laughs> God, Alana. Uh, I just had to go through the whole song. You guys, yeah. give me a break. I'm Fine. bad at this. I said I'm bad under pressure. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> All right, ST. Here is one for you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, Talking Heads. Yes, do you know the song? Letting the days go by, let the water hold hold me down. Once in a lifetime. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's also one of the greatest bass lines ever. In that song? It's like two two notes, but but it's amazing. It's so funky. But you know what? Because in bass playing, we always say it's not the notes you play. It's the notes you don't play. Yes, yes. 100%. Indeed. Yeah. That bass line's like maybe one of my favorite bass lines. Yeah. She's such a queen. Honestly. She's, I bow at the temple of Tina Weymouth. All right, Danielle, this one's for you. Here we go. Rhiannon. Mac. Yes, 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 and yes. Yay! I know you're a big Stevie Nicks fan. Yes. And I read that you have connected with Stevie Nicks. Yes. We're three very lucky young ladies yes. to <laughs> say that we have hung out with Stevie Nicks. What did you guys talk about? <laughs> Honestly, we talked about everything. Like every, yeah. every, I mean, we didn't really do much of the talking. I think I was like, shell- I mean, I'm still so <laughs> starstruck when I'm around Stevie. But she really is an open book. And we just wanted to hear all of her stories and how she writes songs and how she records songs and what inspires her. I mean, it was mostly just us asking questions and then just having like heart eyes in our eyes, just like watching her and like listening <laughs> to her. Um, but she's the best. All right, we are going to turn up the difficulty a little bit so you can oh, all goodness. work together oh, yeah. on these. All right. <laughs> okay, okay, great. We can all work okay, together. So this is, okay. okay, all right. Oh, my God. It's weird oh, because... I mean, I, oh, oh, wait. Um, is it... Uh, woohoo! Is it, the, is it Blur? That is a fine guess. That's not, that's not what it is. Is it... Uh, is it um, it sounds like. Oh, where have all the cowboys gone? Yes, where have all the cowboys gone? No. That is correct. Paul yes. and Cole. Paul exactly Cole. right. Paul and Cole. Good job. Wow, that's that's impressive that you pulled it because out of that because that is kind of a generic uh, 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 drum track we're hearing there. So it I'm, is. Yeah, but you've played this. We did play. Yes, it. We, we did. did, play we it. did. Oh my gosh! See, I'm back. I think that's I'm, is that not- I'm back, guys. <laughs> Is that uh, Matt Chamberlain on drums? That's Jay Bellrose. Oh, Jay Bellrose. Okay. Oh, my God. Legend. Legend. Uh, so this one is a classic. And again, work together and see if you can figure this one out. Okay. Got it. It's Superstition yeah. by Stevie yeah. Wonder. Stevie yeah. Wonder, that's right. Correct. He is one of my favorite drummers, too. Oh, yeah. He's a great uh, man. His Amazing. feel, yeah. his feel is fantastic. And harmonica, right? And piano, piano, and, and, and bass, 
And bass. He and plays bass? Every, yeah, he plays everything. It's doorbell, no? Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So yeah, that was obviously Meg White is the dripper. Yeah, what a great awesome. drummer too. She's such a good drummer. Well done. Well done. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Alana. Thank you, SD. Thank, thank you guys for having thank us. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you guys for having us. Anytime you want Pleasure. us on another game show, we're in. That's the band Haim, and this is The Steps from their latest album, Women in Music Part 3. Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton. Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Joel to Cannon. Our puzzles written by Andrew Kane, Carol Lee, Kara Weinberger, and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Emily Winter. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, James Barber, and Romel Wood. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Happy to hear you're still listening. And since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We love to hear from you, and it helps others find out about our show. For additional information about new episodes, upcoming live shows, road shows, and bonus games, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks. Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by actor and activist Deborah Messing. The Will and Grace star shares how she's keeping calm in today's chaos. Plus, we challenge her to a game about one of her personal heroes, the legendary Lucille Ball. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.